You're listening to Let's Talk Purpose Live, because who you are is important to what you do and where you're going. And now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Hello, BP Daddy. How are you this morning? Good morning. I am fantastic. Uh, you know, I feel like we always, I'm waiting to everything to load here. We were talking before things came on that we have been switched to this new Facebook mm-hmm, business, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's causing a little bit of anxiety. It's causing a lot of anxiety, which is, yeah, <laughs> apropos for our conversation uh, yes. today, right? So, uh, oh, I figured it out, though, already, how to share this. So I'm like, I'm going to do it from my phone because I'm trying to work out, you know, it's figuring it out on your phone and then figuring it out on your yeah. Um, yeah, laptop. Computer, yeah. And they, they say, in theory, they say, meaning like Liz... And Kyler. Those people. Yeah, those people that this is actually going to be better like this new. And I'm like, I'm not well, yeah. I'm not seeing it so far. They wouldn't do it if it, they didn't think it was going to be better. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I, you know, I feel like Facebook the sometimes goal? is the goal is to kind of make everybody filled with anxiety and fear mm. on social media. But that's just my own personal opinion. All right. We have about 11 people watching us already this morning. If you are with us, give us a hello, give us a wave. Uh, We would love to connect with you today. We're going to be talking about how to process anxiety and fear. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So before we get started, let's talk about our sponsors. We got some sponsors. Yeah. We have innovative construction services. They are, there it is. Just popped up on the screen. Is a Texas-owned family business providing roofing and various construction needs in the DFW area and beyond. ICS provides service with quality and integrity to each and every customer, knowing it's about so much more than business. Owners Levi and Olivia have been watching God grow this company over the years and are excited knowing the best is yet to come. Give them a call as they love the opportunity to serve you with any roofing and construction needs. All right, you guys, give ICS some love in the comments. Tell them thank you for sponsoring today's show. Yes, and next we have Express Employment Professionals, staffing company that does their best to bring hope to our communities. They strive hard to find people job opportunities and will work with any company given the chance. You can find their number and address by Google or in the link below. Well, I guess I have the link below. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have Liz put that link in there for us. Uh, if you would, Liz, put that link in there. And that is our friend, Sonia Southard. She has give, uh, she has done a lot for mm-hmm. Crazy Eat Ministries. Also, she is the one who hosted the last Mastering yes, Your Seasons conference. conference. And we're doing another conference this fall. Yay! Double Your Empowerment. It's going to be Enforcing You, Enforcing Purpose, back-to-back, Friday night, Saturday. Brad and I, Brad doesn't know this yet. I'm <laughs> waiting to see how long it takes him to listen to something that I do live to figure out that he and I are actually going to be doing a marriage segment on that Saturday morning. So it's kind of a little bit of a test that I keep. It's not a test at all. I know he doesn't listen to my stuff and I am not bothered by that at all. So, um, but enforcing you enforcing purpose, but here's the fun thing. It's not going to just be a women's conference. It's going to be male and female. So open to men and women. Uh, you know, Sonia was like, is there a reason why we're just doing women? I was like, girl, this is your conference. She was like, I really want men. And of course, Courtney's husband was at the last one Mm because he helped lead worship. Mm -hmm. And he was one that was like, he was receiving. Yeah. He was like, oh my gosh, like men need to hear these messages. Exactly. Um, and so bada bing, Ask and you shall receive (laughs) this next one. And it is September, I think, 10th and 11th. Is that the date we came up with? Handy dandy Liz in the background. She's like, stop calling me on the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) 10th and 11th. So and that is going to be at the church at Union Hill. 
Um, and so we're going to be doing that. It's still kind of in Joshua. It's on 917 mm-hmm. on the um, east side of I-35. Um, 174. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, mm-hmm. of 174. Um, not. It's still on the west side of 35. <laughs> it is on the west side. Of I, I go, yeah, I'm like, er. um, so it's between 174 mm-hmm. and 35. Um, so very excited about that um, because I love to preach. Yeah. And I think those are great books, you know, and talking oh, about yeah. enforcing you and then enforcing your purpose. And you were going to say something. I'll leave. I'll, well, I'll leave no, the and. those together are going to be amazing. Yeah. Because those are like, let's say, two of my favorite books. I don't know. I've They're all my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we talk about I'm like, that's my favorite book. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I am with my scriptures. This is my, my oh, favorite well, scriptures true. forever, you know, and it, they really are. They're all my favorites, right? So, um, New book, part three, Mm -hmm. Enforcing Prayer, should be coming out. Um, Erica Bevel has reached out to me. She wants to head up that launch team. So I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out. If you want to tag Erica Bevel in the comments, Liz, um, Erica Bevel is going to be heading up the launch team. So I know she's going to be commenting in the group launch, Facebook group, whatever, and be uh, asking people if they're interested in being a part of that launch team. So if you are interested in being a part of that launch team, do not contact me. Do not contact Liz. <laughs> contact Erica Bevel, keeping it level with the Bevels, um, and she is going to be heading that up. So we have a Trudy Moss with us this morning saying good morning from good morning, Team Moretti's. So we love Moretti's um, gourmet olive oils and popcorns. Um, yum, yum. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> yum, yum, for sure. Love them. Uh, let's see who else we have here. I don't know why my my computer keeps switching back and forth on me. Um we have Tammy Lord Murphy with us this morning. I like saying morning, Tammy, Tammy Lord Murphy. Murphy. Tammy's a part of our housing team. Uh, Sharon Watts saying thanks, ICS. Dana Foster, have you tagged Olivia? I see that you have um, said Olivia in here. A lot of people thanking ICS. Throw, throw Express Employment some love as well. Griselda Ponce is with us this morning. Heather Cash. <laughs> well, how did we say that was? <laughs> We're so sorry, I, I Heather, don't know. but we love that you continue to listen, even though we destroy your name every episode. <laughs> because I swear she said it's cash, but there's no S in it. Well, I'm so confused. So Jennifer, Jen, Jen is with us this morning, of course. Good morning, Jen. Love you, Jen. Um, and so lots of people joining us here, just joining with us this morning. Give us a hello. Give us a wave. We are going to dive in today Let's talking go. about how to process anxiety and fear. Um so here's here's kind of where I want to start. I want I want to start by recognizing um, that we are not wired for fear. We are wired for love. So I want us to really kind of go back to our design. And, and the reason why this is so important is because if you read my um, books on enforcing you, enforcing purpose, I don't want to create or try to become something that is counterintuitive to my my spiritual design. Okay. Mm-hmm. So fear is a learned response. And God did give us uh, um, the ability to have that cortisol boost for safety, for warning, all of those things. Um, But often that cortisol gets confused with anxiety and begins to create mirages in our own head that are not real. Um, And we go into the spirit. I've already was like this. I was like, this could be like an entire year series. (laughs) If you want to go into the brain science behind what's happening in fear, what's happening in your brain, all of these things from a spiritual perspective, we have a thought in our head. Um, We begin speaking of the thought. um, And I, I wrote down, let me see if I can find it. Uh, in in Matthew six twenty six, he says Jesus is uh, says therefore, um, 
why take ye the thought, saying? So just think about the order of how, why take ye the thought, Mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. And so he's basically saying, when you say these things, you're taking that thought and you're manifesting that thought and you're bringing it into your reality. And so there's all kinds of brain science in that, as a man thinketh, so he is. Mm -hmm. All of these things about, you know, your thought process kind of begins to navigate who you are. So there's several different ways that we could go today. More than anything, I want want people to walk away with some practical helps, right? Sure. Uh, I want to do more than just say, hey, you're not wired for fear. Thanks a lot. All that did was make me feel Mm -hmm. shame, right? (laughs) That's not our intention. We really want people to to walk away feeling empowered and encouraged. And more than anything, we want them to feel hope, Mm -hmm. like there's hope. But we have to start by recognizing the right that you have to enforce what is true for you. Um, the authority that you have to practice the power to enforce freedom from fear and anxiety. We have to start there because our authority has to come from our design and who we're designed to be in Christ. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm just listening. I'm just taking it in. <laughs> She's like, I'm still just keep, call- keep talking. Okay. So let's talk about how fear then resides in the soul. Okay. Okay. So let me give you some scriptures to back that up. I kind of spent some time last week because I I really want to make sure I'm enforcing this truth, attacking it with the word of God. Um, So we can, we can talk about fear. I can give you really good coping skills all day long, but I want to give you more than coping skills. I want you to know the right that you have to walk in freedom, to utterly shatter and destroy the work of the devil in your life. So for those of you who watched, um, the works of the Holy Spirit, the greater works of the Holy Spirit, my, my series on YouTube, it was all based on the passage that it is only for this purpose that the Son of Man was manifested to utterly destroy the works mm-hmm. of the devil. So if we have decided that we are wired for love and not for fear, we know that because Second Timothy says, I have not a spirit of timidity, mm-hmm. but a spirit of Power, love, love, power, and sound mind, right? So we know that in some regard that the opposite of fear is love. Mm-hmm. Okay. We also know that scripture says that perfect love is what casts out fear because fear is a tormenting spirit Mm -hmm. that is not from God. So I'm going to keep hitting that over and over again, because we've got to know that the scriptures is what we stand on. I'm not making up stuff to live for. I'm not making up things to enforce in my life. I'm standing on what God has already promised me and standing in the authority that he's given to me to say, this is not okay, fear. I'm not okay with you. I'm not going to think upon you, but I'm going to start shifting. And that's where we, we're going to start talking about our authority to shift in a moment, to capture a thought and shift in a moment to thoughts of life. Because as a man thinketh, so he is. So I don't want to be a person of anxiety and fear. I want to be a person who's living free and in peace. Okay. So biblically, is there no anxiety is not in the Bible. It, it, it is not. So it's just so, fear. So we're equating fear all anxiety, and anxiety comes from fear. Correct. Yes. Yes. So we're looking at, you know, anxiety coming from fear. Anxiety is that, you know, that, again, that tormenting side of fear that begins. I, I believe fear, anxiety is how fear manifests in your physical body. Mm-hmm. Because usually anxiety is what we're feeling from the root of fear, from mm-hmm. a okay. fearful thought. So anxiety is the physical manifestation of of having fear in our heart and in our mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So I mentioned earlier that fear resides in the soul. 
So again, without going into a whole lot of theology and all that stuff, we are three-part man, spirit, soul, and body. So if in our design to take a look at we are first and foremost spirit beings, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, your spirit comes alive, and that is your truest being, is the spirit man in you. So real quickly, to get a picture of what that would look like, take a look at Adam and Eve in the garden before the fall. Mm -hmm. There was no anxiety, and there was no fear. They walked in the freedom knowing that their creator was with them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Mm-hmm. They walked in freedom, knowing that their creator was with them, watching over them, that his presence was protecting them. So now I'm trying to really attack some of the root of everybody's fear. Because um, we, we got to be able to really pull back the layers of anxiety and fear and, and swing the axe at the root is what, right. what it tells us in Luke chapter 3, right? That Jesus comes to swing the axe at the root. He's not here, again, to manage. He's here to destroy, cut off, cut us free from demonic oppression, which is what fear and anxiety is. So it is not God's desire for you to have fear or anxiety. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. We can all quote the fruit of the Spirit. Most of us can. Yeah, We're really I get good close. At, right? Sometimes I mess up on you the You know, we can <laughs> sing it, we can whatever, but we don't realize if we really understand, I, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm really praying about doing an entire series on YouTube on um, just the fruit of the Spirit mm-hmm. and doing an episode on each one. Like, what does this mean for me that I've been given? My design is to live in love. That means to be loved and to give love. Okay. Right. So we go to joy, peace gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all of these things, nothing, those, those are counterintuitive to fear or anxiety. So I'm just giving you scripture to, to teach us that fear cannot reside in the spirit. It resides in the soul. So if I am now living in fear or I'm feeling the effects of fear because I have anxiety, I have to be willing to own that and say, Okay, there's somewhere, someplace that I am cultivating and feeding my own mind, my own emotions, Mm -hmm. my own intellect, my own strength, my own power. I've gone my own way. I have removed myself from the presence and the power of God because I'm feeling the effects of fear. Mm -hmm. And this is not from God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're talking about Adam and Eve and their freedom because God was with them, like that's when I was thinking last night, I was going, okay, so in scripture, it's always do not fear for I am with you. Do not fear because yes, the Lord your God is yes, with you. Yes, that's good. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, it has to come down with a unbelief or something, a doubt that the Lord is yes, with you. Yes, yes, yes. Or on your side, I what, guess. I mean, consider the power of the presence of God. You know, we have to consider, like, if if we believe, and we all, as a believer, we would all say, yes, we believe that the Lord never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what does it look like to take that belief and pull it into your reality in the midst of anxiety? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is really what the whole book, Enforcing You, is all about. I have this knowledge of who I could be and who I should be. But I have this reality that I'm living and how do I grab a hold of my soul and yank it into what I know and force that to become my truth. Right. Okay. So let's take a look at 
Um, do you have something else to say? No, I was just looking. (laughs) I was looking to see what comments we had. I see. Uh, yeah. So let us know if there's any questions or comments. If you guys have questions or comments, please let us know. Uh, we want to try to address that, uh, address those in here. Um, I see Travis is with us. Uh, Loretta Trailer is with us. Heather Cash, Newport, Kentucky, Reset Midi. So she has said Cash in okay. there. Um, we Heather, we love that we can play with you. And thank you for joining us. <laughs> Pam is with us this morning. Pam Burkett is with us this morning. Um, so lots of people are with us. Give us some comments in there. Um, it, it is, as we're kind of talking, we do want to, we do want to pay attention to well, you, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so let's go to that. I mentioned that we are wired for love. Um, we're made in the image of God, mm-hmm. right? So God is wired for love. He's not wired for fear. Um, God does not live his life in fear. I'm pretty sure God ha- yeah. doesn't experience anxiety. No, <laughs> Thank God. I think so. Um, so if we're, we're created in the image of God, um, we're wired for love, not fear. And so fear is a learned response. Now in 2 Timothy, I said for 2 Timothy 1.7. So if you're listening, put that in the comments. 2 Timothy 1.7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but, so there's a big but in mm-hmm. there. Remember, I always talk about how God's mm-hmm. butt is bigger than your butt. Mm-hmm. So when I'm feeling fear, I can say, but God says, I feel fear. I'm experiencing fear. I feel anxiety. But God, you say, I have a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. Mm-hmm. Now, listen to this in the Amplified. It says, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardness or mm-hmm. fear. And I love that timidity because I think we, we talk about kids being shy, right? right? And a lot of times we excuse their shyness. Mm-hmm. But moms, dads, shyness is rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. Fear of man, fear of what they're going to think, fear of making eye contact. There's no authority in shyness. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident in who I am in a moment. And so please, please recognize, I'm saying in love, do not excuse your children's shyness but disciple them through that mm-hmm. and teach them. I'd love to talk about why it's difficult for you to make eye contact with an adult. So this is parenting tips here, recognizing that a lot of times as parents, we cultivate fear in our children's lives. Mm. We let them hide behind us. Right. Um, those kinds of things. So let's, let's be honest because I want everybody to be set free from fear. Okay, it says, for God didn't give us a spirit of timidity or cowardness or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, the abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason why I wanted to read that is because one of the biggest ways to start overcoming and conquering fear and anxiety is to recognize, um, I think, I think it's Caroline Leaf. She calls it your superposition. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she talks about how you have, you have to recognize that in that Every two to seven seconds, you, the brain shifts from external circumstances and begins to reflect inwardly, okay, Hmm. internally. Every two to seven seconds, that's how the brain is wired. And so she would call that moment your your superposition where you kind of inwardly begin to uh, process, what am I thinking, what am I feeling, what's Mm -hmm. happening in this moment, um, so we want to grab that moment. We want to become aware of that moment. So this is why I talk about how self-awareness is the number one predictor of overall success. Mm-hmm. If you recognize that every two to seven seconds, the brain is somewhat is wired to internally scope. And in that moment, you have to make a choice. Am I, am I living according to what my soul is experiencing, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking? Or do I have the opportunity right now to capture this moment and shift into the spirit 
and grab a hold of God's perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she calls it your superposition. I like to refer to it as where it says you're seated with Christ in the heavenlies, right. recognizing authority, mm-hmm. where every two to seven seconds, I have the opportunity to remind myself I have authority in this moment. Mm-hmm. And when I'm saying authority, I'm not talking about authority over people in the room. I'm talking about authority over spirits. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because people in the room, y'all are not, are not your enemies. I mean, you need to get some perspective. Mm -hmm. So stop wasting so much mentally, emotional energy with your freaking Facebook posts attacking people. They are not your enemy. Flesh and blood is not your enemy. Powers of darkness and principalities. That is your enemy. Mm -hmm. So, um, that fear, we, we have to recognize that in that moment, I have the wisdom of God. Um, I have the intuition of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to really press in to uh, operate in the spirit in that moment, in that, again, what she would call your superposition, I call it your authority in Christ, and really begin to make some choices on what I want to do and what I want to believe in this moment. Mm -hmm. So in Enforcing You, I talk about that moment where you, and, and I teach through this again, and that mental emotional first aid on YouTube, where I'm going to just take in the moment, I'm going to become aware, what am I feeling right now? I'm going to define what am I feeling, right? right? That's what I'm talking about. That's your superposition where I'm really going to just take, stop in a moment. But, but here's the thing that's cool about it is your brain organically is already doing that, but we have to learn how to pay attention Mm -hmm. because our brain kind of flows like this through the external and the internal, the external and the internal. I mean, I do this, but it's really, this is kind of a better, you know, we're kind of flowing in and out of the internal and the external. Is that making sense? Yeah, yeah. So th- I would assume what the brain is making these defining moments so quickly that our body is responding before we have a chance Correct. to really... Okay. Correct. So what we want to do is, it, so that's why I say self-awareness, mm-hmm. be aware. Uh, and I think that's, Jesus gives a great example of this with the woman being stoned, right? When he stops, yeah, stops yeah. and yes. he begins to kind of, he's like taking a moment to kind of reflect what what's happening in this situation. I want to consult with my heavenly father. I want to listen to the Holy Spirit before I respond and not react. Mm-hmm. Um, so I so that goes back to this person when it says we have a, a, a the the spirit of sound mindedness. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really trying to make this real. What does that mean that I have a sound mind? Because a lot of us we act we act in, we act in crazy. Yeah. We we act a fool and then we you know. In the name of whatever, we think we have the right to, to just look a fool. Mm-hmm. And that's not the sound mindedness that God has given to us. But these are things that we have to practice in non, here we go with that word again. Yeah. Uh, when we're not in, not in, in the, the moment, moment right? right? When we're not in the moment. Like I have to practice, what does it look like for me to really just, God, I want to be saturated in the spirit of sound mindedness, self-control, the ability to reflect in a moment. Mm-hmm. When my emotions are high, do you know that scientifically, the higher your emotions go, the lower your decision-making skills mm, get? I believe that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, as my mom the other day, I'm, I'm going to throw my mom under the bus. I'm not throwing her under the bus. She won't care. Um, she was like, oh my God, I woke up this morning and I was like, I don't know where my passport is. And I have, I have to go get my license in two weeks. This was like two weeks ago. Uh, yada, yada. Anyway, she ended up going to... Um, she had to go to the doctor's appointment this mor- that mo- that morning, and her she, her blood pressure was so high. And she goes, "I think it's because I couldn't find my passport." And mm-hmm. when I came back, she goes, "It was right where I had left it." But I swear, I looked there before I left, and I couldn't see it. And I said, "Well, I'm going to explain to you what happened. When your emotions get that high, it literally diminishes the functioning of your prefrontal lobe, which is your ability to intellectually to even see. Mm-hmm. It, it it affects your sensory skills, all of these things." anxiety will literally distort 
what you see, what you don't see. Anxiety will hide things from you and show you things that are not real. Mm -hmm. It is a demonic spirit that distorts your reality. It distorts it. And so, and so it was a really good opportunity for us to really just press into that and recognize how anxiety works in, in our lives. Yeah. That's something I've learned too. Every time like I can't find something, I tell myself, I'm like, okay, you cannot panic because you'll never find it if you're panicked mm-hmm. uh, with the kids, with, with husbands. It was always that way. It was like, calm down. Uh, so calm my down. mom has just said, Carol and I are here watching. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Mom. Teddy Barrett joining us this morning. Uh, Dorothy uh, Lutka says, such good perspective and truth this morning. I'm loving this. Um, Griselda Ponce says, this uh, makes so much sense. I never looked at shyness in that way. Thought it was normal. And then she Mm. gives the mind-blowing emojis. Mm. That's what I like to do is kind of paradigm shift people, you know? Uh, Yeah. Griselda Villarreal is with us. So good. Always heard fear and anxiety, not anxiety as a result of fear. Um, so yeah, I was, I was 30 years old before I found out I wasn't shy. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Carol says good morning. And yes, we heard that. We heard you. Good morning, mom. I just gave you a shout out. Um, cause it was a great example and, and that's not to call her out. We all do that. Like you said, like, you know, I've, the reason why I know that is because I've experienced it and I've had to learn how to overcome it. So at the end of the day, fear. So, so and again, to, to borrow kind of, because Caroline Leaf, I think she's a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks about real estate in your mind, right? So the point is, is any any thought that you have takes up real estate in your mind. So mm-hmm. fear um, takes up a lot of mental and emotional space slash energy. Right. I mean, it's exhausting Yeah. being in fear. And it, like your blood pressure, your entire, and it puts a toll on your entire body. Because mental and emotional energy that is toxic to you is toxic to your body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we could go down the entire path of all the physical afflictions. We just talked about one, the blood pressure being mm-hmm. high, right? The physical afflictions um, that are a result of toxic thinking in your mind. Mm-hmm. Now, I have not, I have heard this, I please don't quote me on this because I have not researched on it, but I have heard that 98% of all cancers, science is now saying that starts with the types of thoughts that you have. Wow. And again, I have not, I have not researched that, but I have heard that. So don't quote me on that, but it's something I'm interested in researching. Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. What's, what's the book, the most excellent way or the most, the more excellent way, more mm-hmm. excellent way, you know, everything led back to fear, anxiety, and stress, mm-hmm. every disease every, that they, that he looked at. Yeah. But you know why we don't like that answer? because the world is taught it's nature versus nurture. And I'm like, it's none of that. <laughs> it's you, <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of those things nature and nurture, all that stuff can explain uh, behaviors. Mm-hmm. We talk about our core beliefs that develop paradigms and patterns of living again in my book, enforcing you. But if we're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to set nature and nurture aside because my nature is cut. I am cut right. out of the cloth of Jesus Christ. My, my nurture is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So all of that has to no longer be my excuse. I need, that has to become inconsequential. And I need to be able to say, okay, that can explain why I'm challenged here, but I'm not going to let that become my excuse. So right. the reason why we don't like that thinking and that teaching is it puts all the ownership back on you and I. Yeah. 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 And we don't like that. I love it. I think it's yeah, freeing. I'm like, 
well, hallelujah, there's an answer. Yes. You know? Uh, well, so for control freaks like myself, okay, in the natural, I'm not mm, a control freak in the spirit. But in for a control freak, that's a beautiful part of it is it's like, okay, again, the enemy, he takes a, a creation of God, which is I've created to be the head and not the tail, mm-hmm. which in some regard is control, mm-hmm. to walk in control, sound-mindedness, and how the enemy distorts that then and allow, uses that to fear the things I can't control I now become anxious yeah. about. But... I can not control circumstances, but still control how I respond to mm-hmm. the circumstances I can't control. Mm-hmm. Right. So we start focusing on the things we can't control and the things I can control, which is how I respond to those become inconsequential. Right. The enemy is a liar. Yeah. He is a, 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 a mean, hateful, vengeful. He hates you. He hates me. And he does not want us to walk in freedom. Mm-hmm. He does not want us to walk in freedom. And we have to recognize that that point blank is our enemy, period. It is not you. It is not me. It is not Liz. Taylor, it's not you. (laughs) It is straight up a power of darkness that is attacking all of us. Mm -hmm. So in Hebrews 2.14, and I'm going to read this in the Passion because I love it. It says, since all of his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds holds against us the power of death. Mm -hmm. And in the New King Jades, it says, who holds you in fear of death. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love this because it talks about, again, that the work of annihilating the effects of anything that brings death to our body. And it, it does ultimately end up in physical death. We sure. just talked about that. But let's just talk about the death of, of our mindset in a moment. The death of my freedom. The death of peace. Mm-hmm. The death of joy. I mean, let's keep it with the fruit of the Spirit. If I'm living in the fullness of the Spirit, there I'm living in the fullness of love 100% of the time. Joy, peace, patience, kindness. So if I'm feeling fear in a moment... That is the death of peace. It is right. the death of joy. Right. And and it talks about the annihilating the effects of the intimidating accuser and really puts in perspective of, again, who our enemy is in a moment mm-hmm. and that we have freedom from mm-hmm. that. And Jesus said he came to bring life and life abundantly. And I know when I was living in fear and stress, there is no abundantly. No. There is no life abundantly no. in that point. You're just trying to survive that mm-hmm. moment and trying to breathe and cope. And all of those coping skills are good to get you to a place. But if that's all we do is learn how to cope yeah. with our fear and our anxiety, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're missing out. And, and we've, we, we live in a management society. We live in a management society. And we talked about that, you know, when I asked the Lord, like, why, why are there so many just really strong demonic manifestations that we're experiencing right now in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I asked the Lord, why is that? And he said, because yesterday's culture that was managed is going to manifest in a double portion in today's culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, we, and, and, and when you take a look at like medications, all those things, all of your medications, again, scientifically, uh, mental, emotional helps. Okay. And I'm not against those things, but they were never designed to be the answer. Mm -hmm. They were designed to be a segue to get to the answer. Mm -hmm. And it's easy. And, and, and we are, the brain is lazy. Okay. First of all, so the brain is lazy. It's always going to take the path of least resistance. Um, and so when that becomes easy for the brain and medication does 
for me makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. And but now I but 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 I'm still not living free. Right. I'm still not living in the fullness. So I've escaped Egypt, mm-hmm. but I'm wandering, wandering in, in the, the wilderness, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I never get into the promised land. You know, I'm mean, a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was looking up what are the treatments for anxiety, and of course, medications and all this stuff. One was watching your brain waves. And then learning how to control it. That's and good. And I was like, that sounds like it's exhausting. It, well, it does sound exhausting, but I think it, it's good to, to, again, if you're watching, if you, okay, so let me, let me say this. Like, um, there are times when somebody's taking my blood pressure and if I really think about it and kind of go into a deep, I can, I can drop my blood pressure. pressure yeah. mm-hmm. So I think, I think there can be some benefits in that to empower the person to recognize your power to control your brain waves That's true. by your thought process. So I think some people need to see that evidence that, that, so it's like kind of like when they do, you know, brain scans of somebody who's praying in English and mm-hmm. then they switch into a tongue mm-hmm. that it's like, it kind of yeah. almost like flat yeah. lines. Like your brain just kind of goes blank because your intellect, everything else, and you're able to silence your brain in that moment because mm-hmm. the spirit overrides your, your language, mm-hmm. um, zone in your brain, your, your language lobe. And so, um, I think there could be some benefit in that as long as you don't, only to really kind of teach you and train you that you have the power you to be able to, every, yeah. you know, by your thoughts. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's let's go down the the power to choose in um, Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. It says, "I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursed." And this 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 I think is a, such a great phrase. It says, "Therefore you choose." Mm. <laughs> so again. You, I mean, everybody type you in the comments, you choose and you is you. It's not you is anyone else. Yeah. It's me, not you. Right. (laughs) So you choose. So at any point in time, you have to choose. The reason why Moses is giving them this. Now, if you take a look at the demographics of when they settled in the promised land, there were mountains on their right, mountains on their left, and then they lived in the valley. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one mountain, the the Hebrew word stands literally interprets in the word cursing curses, and the other one represents blessings. So they were literally positioned where every day they could face and look this way at blessing, or they could face and look this way at curses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was interesting how demographically it was a prophetic manifestation of how we should live our lives. Every day we live in the valley between two choices. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I'm thinking the five of me is going, why didn't he just set them up facing the, the life? <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's no, there's no free will in that. Right. You know, so so what exactly what that that valley represents the soul mm-hmm. in some regard and the curses represent the flesh. And you see what I'm yeah. saying? And the, yeah. and the blessing represents the spirit. Mm-hmm. So we live our life in some regard in the soul, that's our reality, but we are, our identity is in the blessing, but we're housed in the curse of the flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I've never thought about that way, but that, that's a great yeah, example of how, so we live in the soul. So our soul is the portal, is the free will part of us where we get to choose, how am I going to think in this mm-hmm. moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose. And again, when we think about like Proverbs 23, 7, it says, as a man thinketh, so he is. Um, so it starts with your thoughts. It starts with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the power. This is the power. So when we go back to 2 
Timothy 1.7. We talked about love. Perfect love casts out fear. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. But right now we're talking about the power and the sound mindedness. Okay. Okay. Because we're talking about the power that you have to choose, that your, that your superposition, that authority that you have to practice the power. I'm seated with Christ in the heavenlies, meaning I, if we look at the heavens, there's the third heavens, the second heavens, and the first heavens. We are sitting in the first heavens. The second heavens is where your uh, spiritual warfare takes place. Right. It's where your angelic and demonic realm is. But God says, in Christ, I'm seated mm-hmm. in the third heavens. Well, look at my perspective from there. Mm-hmm. If I'm... If I'm setting, you know, setting my mind on things above, that's what it says in Colossians 3, 2, setting your mind on things above. And so I'm, I'm positioned here and now I'm looking down. I'm in a completely different perspective. I can see all the spiritual warfare. Right. And then I see my life under the, the oppression of spiritual warfare. Right. But I am positioned as the head of all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting Well. I've been in that place in like a spiritual moment, you know, I experienced that third heavens looking down, but to think just being self-aware and defining that in just a normal everyday moment, you can be placed in that. Not that you have to be placed, you're already there, but that you can experience that yes. perspective. Well, and it, that's that choice that you have. Yeah. You're placed there spiritually, but I have to choose to drag my soul into that spot. Right. Right. And the more I practice it, the, the more adept I become at it. We mm-hmm. want it to become our natural habit. Right. That's like, excuse me, hold on for a minute. Well, <laughs> give me 10 <laughs> seconds while I slip into the spirit before I respond. Really, right. that's what, and, and again, our brain is wired every two to seven seconds. That's well, yeah, we're because, wired to do it. Yes, <laughs> yes. God did not, he's not, get, he's not giving you something that's outside of your possibility possibilities Mm -hmm, yeah he's actually wired you it should be more easier for us to live and to think and process that way as believers than it is for us to think it's we we make things very difficult Mm -hmm. that's what it means when it says that the yoke of the lord is easy and his burden is light it should be easier for me to process from the heavenlies than it is for me to process from my realities well okay well i'm (laughs) getting excited about this i don't know if y'all are but i'm like okay yes (laughs) <laughs> so, all right. So we've got a lot of people have put you choose you, you, yeah. you, I choose. Uh, I love that people are engaging with us uh, this morning. Um, if you guys have any questions, let me know. I, I do think we probably will end up coming back for part two, but not next week. Cause I'll be in Cabo San oh. Lucas. Um, so not next week, but we'll probably do a part two on this. Cause I really want to go into some of the, the practicalities as, of these as well. But let me go on to, to talking about, cause we want to talk about like, how do we train ourselves towards this righteousness? Right? So if I know this is my truth, now a lot of this can be learned uh, as you, if you read my book, Enforcing You, go to my YouTube, watch Mentally Emotional First Aid. I try and throw as much stuff out there as possible to empower you to live not life, but live life abundantly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we know that Philippians says, do not be anxious for everything, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving of heart, with petition, pre- pre- present your requests before the Lord and the peace of God, which transcends. Okay, so look, think about that word transcends, mm-hmm. is above, supersedes, uh, that transcends all understanding. Okay, so when we're talking about that, again, that prefrontal lobe and my intellectual way of processing what I'm experiencing in a moment, or not even what I'm experiencing, what I think I'm experiencing mm-hmm. in my mind, mm-hmm. right? Because most fear is fear, false evidence appearing real. <laughs> you know, we hear that a lot. but And it makes sense because most 
anxiety comes from a fear of something that hasn't even necessarily right, happened. Right. It's crazy to me how much when people are like, so what are we going to do if this happens? Like mm-hmm. if I'm in a strategic meeting, I can't, I, and I'm not saying this to, to be Eric, but I have a hard time even processing that question. I'm like, I, and I understand there's, and people with discernment a lot of times struggle with that mm-hmm. because they, and that is a gift that they're on the wall. They're able to see potential problems, potential challenges. And I think there is, there is a gift for, and there is a place for being able to strategically uh, prevent or gird yourself up. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to overly process what hasn't necessarily happened. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. So my answer to those types of things is, well, if I'm girded up and I'm sitting in the fullness of who I am, if and when that happens, I guarantee you God will give me yeah. an answer. He'll give me a solution at just the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to start implementing strategies for something that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. You're wasting a lot of time. And it, it, yes, you're wasting. <laughs> thank you for saying that. So let's go into, uh, I, I, w- I really wanted to kind of get this so get this in today in Proverbs four twenty, um, it, it says, my son, give attention to my words. Okay. So I want us to really think about the words that we're giving attention to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Words around you, but also words within you mm-hmm. because what you feed is going to grow. So my number one tip for everybody today to walk away with is take inventory. If you go on with that, when I was talking about Philippians four, six, it goes on, it says, whatever is lovely, whatever is true, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy, think upon such thing, Mm -hmm. things. So again, I saying what thoughts, what words are you paying attention to? Mm -hmm. Giving attention to. So what happens is, is when we're fearful of something, we're feeling anxiety. A lot of times we want to talk that through. Sure. And while I think that's a fair um, way, make sure you're going to somebody who's going to allow you to talk it through, but they're going to shift your thoughts to paying attention to the words of God and not the words of whatever's causing your anxiety, the words that mm-hmm. are in your own mind. Give attention to my words. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on, it says, incline your ear to my sayings. Now let's think about what we're paying attention to the majority of the day. Let's, let's just be honest. You know, we're, we're looking at Facebook, we're looking at mm-hmm. movies, we're watching, we're read, maybe we're reading books, we're in a hectic situation, we're at work, we're in a culture filled with fear. Um, and so we're giving so much attention to words that are less than the promises of God. Oh, yeah. So much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm being counseled. <laughs> this happens to me a lot. <laughs> and so we really have to, to the number one thing is if I, if, if every single person was sitting in my counseling office today, I would say for the next week, two to three to four times a day, I want you to stop. I want you to recognize this is my moment to be internal, to shift myself into that superposition, into the, the position of the heavenlies. And I'm going to capture words that I have been paying attention to. And so I might say, if you had to sum up the last hour in five words, Mm -hmm. okay, which we could do, Mm -hmm. I want you to write them on a piece of paper. 
I want you to capture them. So when it says take th- captive every thought, this yeah. is how we're going to take it captive. Okay. And then it says every everything that exalts itself self against the name of Jesus Christ, we're going to take it captive and we're going to make it obedient to... Okay, this is mm-hmm. what it tells us in Corinthians. We're going to make it obedient to the truth of Jesus. Well, the first thing I have to do is capture it. So I, I have to take a moment, mm-hmm. be self-aware, capture. If I had to define the, la- the last hour in five words, um, anxious, hectic, overwhelmed, whatever it is, okay? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be emotional words. It can be messages that you were hearing, not good enough, defeated, um, those kinds of things. Um, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it on a piece of paper. And then I'm going to take a moment to really ask myself, are these words from God or are they words from my own emotions, thoughts, intellects, people around me, circumstances? And then I'm going to um, make it obedient to Christ. So I'm going to cross that out. So I'm giving you guys a practical assignment. Mm. I'm going to cross it out and say, I rebuke that word. I no longer pay attention to you. You're a lie straight from the pit of hell. And instead, I agree with God when he says, I am not defeated. I am victorious. Mm. As much as you can, get a scripture to attack because the scripture is your right is the right that you have. It's the authority. It's the, it's the sword right. that discerns between the soul and the spirit. That's what we're doing right now. That the words you come up with are the soul. Mm-hmm. Now we got to come up with the, we use the word of God to really come up with what is my spiritual truth and how do I pay attention to those words? Okay. Mm-hmm. What you will find is it's probably likely the same five yeah, words that pop up. Over it's like, it's going to get easier. It's going to be the same thing. All yeah. The time. Because everybody has their own core lies. That is the root of your fear and your anxiety. Yeah. Okay, so now I've been able to kind of identify like these are the core messages that I really struggle with Mm -hmm. and I've come up with the antidote. Now, what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Okay, now I've got my curse and my blessing on a piece of paper in every moment. So now I'm going to actively and proactively every day begin to declare my truths. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. This is how I will live. This is the promise of God. I break my agreement with these things. I repent of them. You've got to repent. There's got to be repentance involved in that. Mm -hmm. I repent of those. God, I agree with you that you say I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. God, I repent of feeling lonely. Come on, I repent of feeling lonely because God, you say you never leave me or you never forsake me. Loneliness, you are a lie. I break my agreement with you. I do not agree with you. You're not welcome in my heart. You're not welcome. And I will not pay attention to your words Mm. because we like to, we like to cultivate self-pity will get in there. Okay. It's always going to get in there. Sure. So usually when you find fear, anxiety, ask yourself the questions, what in my life do I wish was better more or different mm-hmm. and we will find the root of our temper tantrum mm-hmm. that's causing anxiety i'm just keeping it real mm-hmm. you know because we're fussy society where our, our flesh is fussy and when it doesn't get what it wants or it can't control to get what it wants we 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 usually go back into this and we go back into the state of just fear and for some people they manifest fear with anxiety depression for some people they manifest with anger and aggression mm. because they feel attacked and so they get defensive. So everybody's reaction, but all of these things out here are not the root. Yeah. And remember, Jesus came like an ax swinging at the root and we want to go after the root. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm thinking when we, when we take our problems to other people or social media and stuff and they, you tend to get agreement uh-huh. and then there's such power. The Bible says there's power in agreement. <sighs> and so we've just yes. empowered our, our, we lives. have fed, yeah. we have fed, the beast. Mm-hmm. We have fed the beast. We call that triangulation. Mm-hmm. We want to get people on our side to basically more than validate, but support and feed my anger. 
um, instead of diffusing. Right. We love we love for people to jump on our bandwagon and agree with us, and then that just encourages the beast in our life. Sure. And 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 nobody else is miserable except for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is miserable except for you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. these are just some real quick tips. Let's see who we've got um, joining us before we uh, tune out. Um, and we will, I, I, what do you think? You want to do this again? Talk about some more about, I think we can, I think there's plenty to talk about here. All right. So, uh, if you are still with us, give us a comment. Um, Larita trailer has talked about how we have the mind of Christ in first Corinthians two 16. It actually does say you have the mind of Christ. Okay. So Mm -hmm. for those people that are like, I just can't contain, I can't help it. I can't control it. Yes, you can. to differ. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, you can. And the first step to controlling it is to repent of that thought. If you're paying attention to a word that says I can't, when God says you can do all things that are possible, mm-hmm. all things are possible in Christ, I can do all things. So when I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, well, I can't, well, I can't, well, I can't over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over and over again, you are declaring lies over your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I love, thank you, Lorita, for bringing that up. Uh, that is a perfect, um, perfect scripture to meditate on. My book, Enforcing Prayer, is that's all it is. It's a verse. How do I declare it? How do I self-reconcile it? And a space for revelations. Mm-hmm. It's all it is over and over and over and over and over again, because we cannot get enough of practicing how do I declare truths proactively and reactively. I, that sh- it needs to be our go-to right. response. And when you're in a moment and you feel your blood pressure starting to go up, that is your moment to step into your superposition. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Gina Saffron and Shannon Clinton say hi on Crazy Eight's page. We have Emily Miller and Blair Herzig from Cleburne HEB. Awesome. They're watching Crazy Eight. Ke- Kenneth Clary says, wow, never thought of rebuking loneliness. That's good. <laughs> it's a foul <laughs> spirit, and it's a lie straight from the pit of mm-hmm. hell. Straight from the pit of hell. Great. So she's watching Crazy 8. I'm watching the LLC. Uh, Liz has eyes on almost everything. So if we have missed any of your comments, we want to apologize. Um, total explanation. Total excellent explanation of spirit, soul, and body. So Shirley, I always love when Shirley <laughs> gives me a compliment because, you know, that's a big deal. Spirit, um, soul, and body. That's our jam. That is our jam. <laughs> uh, Trudy says this has been so good. Uh, love that there are so much power in our words. So um, we didn't even get to talk about perfect love casts out all fear. We're going to put a pin in a lot of going back to that second Timothy one seven talking about how we have not a spirit of timidity, but of power. We talked about the power, the superposition. We talked Mm -hmm. about the sound mindedness, the ability to flow inwardly and really just make a a decision in a moment. What am I going to choose to believe? And so we'll we'll kind of tackle the love side of it. And God's love is that how we are perfected by God's love. And there's no fear in that space or that place next time. So Sounds good. Sounds I'm good. Excited. All right. So you guys have an assignment. Uh, let do. me know how that goes. Yeah. Let me know <laughs> how that how that goes. But remember, from this time to next time, enforcing purpose it starts, starts with, with you. you.